I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, Stephanie. I am so glad to have you on my couch today and being part of The Brand Therapist, which is the podcast of the hour, right? Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Yamilka. I'm super excited to connect with you and your listeners and your followers and to share some of my story and just honored to, you know, be a part of your journey as well. So thank you for having me on. Yes, obviously we're connected in many ways. And we'll talk about that as we go through the questions. But the first question I'd like to ask and how I tell everybody, it wouldn't be a therapy session if we weren't asking a childhood question. So let me ask you before we get into what you do and all those things, tell me a story or something that happened in your childhood that got you to where you are today? Wow. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I've, I've thought about this and I'm not sure that there's actually one specific memory. I feel that spirit, that life in essence was initiating me for what it is that I do today throughout the course of my life. So I will say that as a shamanic healer, there's a lot of mysticism that is involved in the work that I do and that I just embody. It's just, I feel that it's a more common state of being, uh, just very bizarre experiences that I began to have when I was really young and I didn't understand them. So, I mean, as a child, there's not much of a level of processing just interactions, energetic, like feeling energies, frequencies of different beings or other worldly entities. I'm not even sure how to put it into words, but in reflection, this was actually something that was familiar to me and that had been kind of going on since childhood. So as I evolved in my life and went through this wild adventures journey to get to a place of really looking inward and healing myself was when I began to experience more of these mystical experiences and connections with energies that kind of intertwine with the work. And, and I wouldn't even say that it's with the work. It's just kind of part of my way of life, my the shamanic way of life, so to speak. Yeah. Cause it's so interesting. I've talked to different healers and kind of like these people that have gone through things, but it's always their childhood that kind of, that they get a taste for it, right? Because something's happening and you're kind of not understanding why it's happening. So is there a moment or just one little story that you can tell? Because I know you have many, but like that little story that you kind of were like, what is this about? Hmm. One of my earliest memories was I received a Christmas gift. It was around Christmas time. I, I have more memories or remembering my, my dreams because mm-hmm. I travel a lot in dreaming. So I can remember actually more of my dreams as a child than actual waking life memories. But then I have this memory. Uh, I must've been about three years old and I got picked, uh, sorry, spirograph 
for Christmas. So it's like these little stencils that you play with and they create these sacred geometric patterns. And I was playing with this, with the spirograph in my closet. I had the closet kind of halfway open. And as I'm creating these sacred geometric patterns, all of a sudden I go into a trance and it's like, I move into a different dimension. Like I'm no longer, even though my body is in that particular space, my spirit is like in a different dimension. So there's like, this almost feels like the separation of body and spirit. And it was really quite terrifying because I felt that it was like this world of imagination. So I could feel my animation from my toys and just bizarre things that were occurring around. And, but as my body, I, I couldn't speak. I, I, I was like, I was paralyzed, so to speak for a moment until something happened. And I'm not sure what the thought was that kind of had me go back into my body. And then I, I was scared because it was my first mystical interdimensional bizarre experience. Uh, but then that began to become more frequent, but that yeah, that, that I would say would be my first experience in like mysticism as a young child. I love that. So tell us or tell the listeners, what do you do for people? How do you heal people? Sure. So I am a shamanic healer and a spiritual awakening coach. I work with two different entheogenic medicines, ancestral medicines, amphibian medicines. So I work with a frog and a toad. Their secretions that are excreted from their the, their skin from from their body, and they're applied two different ways. I feel listen, this has been part of my journey. So, I started meditating. I, I had been on the quest for seeking wholeness and healing within myself for many many years. I tried various traditional modalities that we offer here in the West that seem to work kind of on the surface level and for temporary relief. But I felt at a gut level, at a soul level, that there was more to life than what I was experiencing and that there was more work to be done that I wasn't even, I was barely skimming, scratching the surface. So I had heard about ayahuasca. I had this desire to work with this ancestral spiritual healing modality, but was terrified because I knew nobody that had done it or just fear of the unknown, so to speak. But when I started meditating and I started evolving and healing myself in this way, I became more open and asked spirit to provide me with the opportunity and for it to just naturally unfold. So when I started doing this work, when I went to Peru for the first time, and I had this incredibly powerful, expansive, heart-blasting healing experience It was a remembering. And so my journey on this path over the last six years, a lot of the information that I have received in my journeys with these these entheogens um, on the shamanic path or in meditations, it feels familiar. It's like my I'm coming home is what, what it feels like. And so there are many people that come to me that have exhausted the resources that are available to them. They've tried psychotherapy, psychiatric drugs, been to AA rehabilitation centers, psychiatrics. I mean, all these different things that I had done myself as well that didn't seem to actually heal. It was like putting a Band-Aid. So when I started working with plant medicines and, and, and entered in the shamanic community, coupled with meditation, I really started healing at a soul level. I mean, things started changing that like, 
like, like healed. There, there's no more issue for certain things that I was struggling with on my path. And so for me, uh, what I do is I offer, I also believe that as a channel, I open myself up for, for the divine to move through me and for the medicines to guide me to help create a more holistic, loving, safe container for that person to be able to express and release and heal in the highest way possible. I do that. And I also guide people through coaching them and, and providing them with various tools and helping mirror them, really guiding them into a place of knowing their true divinity, of knowing their true power. And often people, once they do with my 12-week coaching program, some of them have no desire to want to sit with medicine. Like they've received what they needed to get and that momentum keeps going. So I understand that people are coming from different places. And so I, I never push what I have or what I offer to others. I simply share about my experience and just open my heart for those to make the choice of what resonates and what works for them. Yeah, I love that. Because you're right. We have to serve our clients in the way they need to be served and not in the way we need to be served, but in the way they need to. So understanding them, going to that core, going to that essence and really helping them without having our judgment or our perspective involved in that is so critical. I think sometimes we don't take enough time to really understand our client or listen to them on their needs and what they need, right? A lot of times we just push our, what we do and what we have onto them. So I love that. So tell me, if I asked you, what is your personal brand about? Tell me a little bit about that and how that comes through in what you do. Sure. So it was a download for my business name, Kuralma, because I was just mulling around like, what, what am I going to name my brand? What it is that I do? Because I want it to be open enough to where I'm not locked into one specific modality. I mean, I believe that we have the, I mean, as humans, I mean, Lord knows I've evolved and changed so much in the last five years. Like I'm open to possibility and however that evolves. So I believe, so cura means to heal in Spanish, alma es soul. And so I merge these words together because I believe that what I have embarked on and what my clients are seeking is a deep soul healing. And so really it's all embodied in love. So how can I best serve with an open heart with what will best match the person that is seeking healing from a soul level? I love that. Oh, that's so beautiful. So let's get down deep into this and ask you this question where people feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. But if I asked you, when was the moment or what's your fame story that you know you had become famous? And I know there's still many iterations of that for you to come. But when was that moment that you felt that you had a story to tell around what you were doing? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that that word brings up a lot of emotion, like, hmm. But I would say that being invited by people that I don't know, like friends of friends or people sharing, a lot of my business is really through referrals through, from people that I've served, share their experience and from there on. So having a group of people that I didn't know, not one of them that I'm traveling to go serve was a really monumental moment for me to say, wow, like my presence, my energy, my, my calling, what it is that I'm doing is being radiated out into the universe. And now I'm, I'm getting to expand in that. So 
I would say that that would be that defining moment. It's not just the friends or the, you know, the people who are in right there next to you, but now you've met somebody who's referred somebody to you. And that's kind of how you define this fame story that they know about you from somebody that you don't really know. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I love that. So if I asked you, what is your greatest fear? What would you say that is? This one's a tough one because I feel like it's, it kind of is a toss between two. I know that sounds maybe weird. I mean, I think as humans, we all have various fears. And so I would say that leaving this physical form with any regrets is like a a mega fear of mine. I'm such a passionate person and there's so much that I want to do and I'm involved in a lot. And we never know when our time to transcend into a different form is going to come. And so there's this fear that I don't want to not explore, do certain things or travel to certain places and meet certain people and have certain experiences before being in this physical form is complete. And then the other one would be, I have really done deep dive inward and learning to love and to heal myself. And my passion is helping others. Yeah, I have a fear of not meeting a a romantic match, like a a really deeply spiritual, spiritually evolved person to be able to have a romantic interest or, or relationship with. I know I'm still young, so that may sound silly. But anyway, so I would say that those would be my number two, like top two fears that. What's holding you back? From those, from those fears, from like having a partner or, okay. I got to be honest, I haven't met anybody that I really feel that I could completely open myself up to that would meet me at the depths of my heart and my soul. That is probably number one. And I think as far as the other one, I'm not sure that there's anything actually stopping me. I mean, I'm open and like, let's go. So, So maybe it's taking more proactive action and saying, all right, I'm going to go book my, you know, journey to Egypt. Let's set it up. Let's start planning it. Because I think so much of what I do is how can I serve others, which is what I'm here to do. And I'm finding, okay, well, let's also like book things that are for enjoyment and for pleasure and for fun simultaneously, and can also build doing business around that or serving people around, you know, traveling as well. So Yeah, I know your archetypes and they come out so beautifully when you say things in your words. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's in her (laughs) archetype. So exciting. So let me ask you this. We never get to achieve things without the help of other people. So who has been your mentor or mentors or somebody who has helped you in your journey along the way? And how have they helped you? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many different there's so many different people and teachers that I feel that have helped me. And I will tell you that the majority of it, I feel has been like a transmission through frequency, like a spiritual connection. For example, Baba Ramdas is, I feel such a deep connection with his spirit. I mean, God rest his soul. He's no longer here in physical form, but studying his work. I mean, his be here now, that book came to me. I found me when I was 17 years old and it was the beginning of my consciousness flowering and opening. And so over the years I have referred to his lectures. Like I literally feel that he's one of my guides that, that has been 
kind of guiding me in ways or bringing certain people into my life or whatnot. As far as physical encounters of mentors, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza would be, I would say, the primary catalyst of who has helped me in my journey, remind me of the truth of who I am, provide me with the tools that I already remember. I mean, this whole journey, even in his work of the words that he says, I'm like, I'm remembering, I'm remembering, okay, like I'm just coming back. He's such a beautiful soul and such a beautiful teacher and the way that he connects with his students in a very humble way and really explaining to such detail the way that our brain works, uh, the connection between mind and body, how to like really start to see how you're affecting reality based on the thoughts that you're thinking and the emotions that you're generating in your body, where I began to really start saying, oh my, I'm creating this, you know? So I would say that in physical form, he has been my greatest teacher. In spirit form, Baba Ramdas, Stuart Wilde, Gosh, I mean, my mind's going blank right now, but there's many people that I follow, uh, Francis Govelshin, uh, different mystics and healers that their journey, their words, that frequency that Alan Watts, God, God, Alan Watts has carried me so much to. All of them, even though they're not physically here, I feel their spirits have guided me, have supported me, have given me the perfect information that I needed at the exact time in order for me to continue my journey. I love that. That's beautiful. So tell me a moment that you felt something was impossible, but it became possible for you. Hmm. This is so interesting because I mean, what 2017, January, 2017 was my first journey with plant medicine in this incarnation. And after I started having all these memories come up and all these things, but it was very challenging to work through. And again, I didn't know people that had experiences. So a lot of my journey was me sitting with myself and just kind of doing some research and doing all that before things started coming into light. So I knew, my heart knew that this was my calling. I wanted to be of service. And, but of course, through conditioning from my past, there was all of this garbage talk that was like, it's not going to happen. You're not worth it or these limiting things. So I had created like a virtual vision board, so to speak. And I had these images and affirmations with shamanic communities and about traveling because I always wanted to travel. I wanted to go see the world and all this. And so I was invited one day. This was gosh, maybe it was maybe three or four years ago. I got a call one day or I was speaking to a sister from, from a meditation community. And in the middle of the conversation, she said, I just had a download come through my, my partner. He's hosting this retreat in Peru and would like to have somebody come assist that speaks Spanish and has experience in the shamanic realm to help the clients. You know, would you be open to going? Everything will be paid for. You just have to say yes. And I thought, oh my God, like it was such a magical moment of creation of like, I, how could you explain this? I mean, it literally was like all the things that I desired fell in my lap. And that was kind of the beginning of me really believing and, and the manifestation and the work that I was doing internally, I was seeing direct reflection manifestation externally of, of the work that I had done inside. So it was one of those little like 
breadcrumbs from the universe that was telling me you're on the right path. Just keep going, keep doing the work. Like you've got this. So I love that. I love it. So lessons learned. What lessons have you learned along the way in this whole journey that you've had? Gosh, I mean, there's, there's so many, but I'm always left. And my heart is opening as I share about this because it's, everything is embodied in love. I mean, the entire purpose of everything that I do, not even everything that I do for me, it's the whole purpose of life of this universe of creation of humanity of connection of it's all love. And so coming back to, I mean, it's like, there's a lot that I've learned that's kind of splinters from that, but I had such a hard past for so many years And often I I judged myself, I I regretted, I felt guilty and ashamed for a lot of the things that I'd done as I continue to evolve on my shamanic path and to do the internal work and to evolve in my personal healing, I have been shown and I understand and I accept that everything was actually necessary. There was actually no mistake that everything that I had done was part of my training, was part of my learning to get to where I am today. So I can go and love those aspects of myself that at some level I rejected or didn't want to look at or pushed aside or was ashamed of that all of it is embodied in love. Oh, how beautiful. Beautifully said. Just that one thing, right, that we all need to integrate, open up, because that's the other thing we yeah at heart a lot of times. And so, yeah, I'd love that. That's beautiful. So Stephanie, tell me, where can we find you? Where can we get more information about you? How can we reach out to you? Sure. So on my website, you can reach me at Kuralma, that's C-U-R-A-L-M-A.com. And you can read a little bit about my bio, about my offerings, my services, and you can schedule a consult to connect with me um, for us to, you know, just to see what you might be interested in doing and how we can work together. Um, or you can look for me on Facebook. Um, I kind of share some more intimate information there, but those would be the two platforms to find me and to connect with me. Oh, thank you so much for opening your heart to the podcast and to me. I so appreciate it. Thank you for being on the podcast, first of all. And thank you for really bringing that beautiful, lovely, passionate soul to this work where you are going to, and I'm positive about this, just shine your way through, which I just remembered. I forgot to ask the question and I'm going to ask it right now. What is next for you? The next five years, where do you see yourself? I have a vision of having my own space. So I, when I do this work, I think it's so important to connect with nature, to connect with the frequency, Mama Gaia, Mother Earth, like part, you know, part of our, where we come from creation. And so my vision is to have land and to have a space where people can come to me. And I also love to travel. So really expanding perhaps outside of us to bring my medicine, my gifts to serve other people in, in, in other countries. And also, you know, looking to create retreats. I want to be playful and fun. And I, and I'd like to expand just out of, you know, a smaller area, so to speak. That's my vision. I, and I also more than one space because I'd like to have a space in the U S and I have a vision of having a space in Mexico as well. So 
It's just continuing to open hearts and having that ripple out as this like beautiful domino effect into the universe. So thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast, for sharing with me on this journey for your beautiful friendship and just excited to see the evolution of love and expansion and consciousness for you, for myself, for all those that are listening and for all those that will come. So just honored and thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. And my goal is I always ask people like to think about five years, but maybe sooner than that, we can get you back on the podcast and see yeah. where your journey has taken you and where you are then. Because I always think it's great to hear stories and where people are at this moment in time and then in the future. So thank you so much well, for being here and I'll see you next time. Awesome. My honor. Thank you. Blessings and love. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.